Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. So today, we are joined by a fantastic group of actors who you've seen across film and television for a special roundtable interview in honor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. With us today, we have Kian Talon from CBS series NCIS Hawaii. Roman Zaragoza from CBS's Ghosts, Soji Arai from Apple TV Plus series Pachinko, and Sailor Bell from High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus. Kian, Roman, Soji, Sailor, thank you all so much for being here. How's everyone? Great. So um, I'd love to start the conversation with uh, your personal definitions of what culture means to you. Kian, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. You know, personally, I'm Filipino, and uh, our, our culture is very much family-oriented and uh, religious. Um, and yeah, family is just a big part of you know our everyday lives and and what we strive to do and and keep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sailor, what about you? What does culture mean to you? Um, I grew up a whole lot more like. Uh, American American oriented than um, my Korean side, but personally, I do see it as like family and um, everything that uh, is really close to my culture. And I grew up more uh, with my mother than my father, who is who did give me my uh, Korean side. Um, and he is he is very uh, still ethnic oriented. So I wish I had more opportunity with him to for him to have me grow up and teach me more about his culture and all these things. And I think I'm more getting into it now as I'm growing and getting older. But it's very much family togetherness, food, um, mm. <laughs> but all all that good stuff that I really hope to um, be able to get more of a grasp on as I get older. And Soji, what does the culture mean to you? Yeah, um, I am a Zainichi Korean. That means um, my grandparents came to Japan from Korea during the war, the World War II, and then so we are minorities in Japan. So uh, Zainichi Koreans, we are diligent, hard workers, and fighters you know for our rights mm. and then yeah like like you guys like family oriented caring our family is the most important thing and roman what about you um yeah definitely culture is family and i think it's an interesting thing to talk about with an american lens kind of what uh sailor was saying because um culture for me has been something to, to, to grasp and to learn more about for me to, to more embrace myself because I have such a diverse background, but I grew up in American society in a very American way. Um, and I think that culture grounds me in my roots in my family and my history and, 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 and my lineage and, and really shows me the, the resilience that my, ancestors had to go through for me to be here. So I think cultures, it's a lot of that. 
It's a good question. <laughs> it's so it, it's interesting how culture is so personal, but there is that through line uh, among all of you that it is uh, so family oriented and, and, and sort of family first as a Latino. I grew up with exactly the same sort of, uh, you know, uh, a focus when you're growing up. It's family always comes first. And, you know, among all of you, we have such a varied collective of experiences and backgrounds. Um, I'd like to get into uh, representation in when each of you felt represented uh, for the first time in entertainment and in media and Sailor being the youngest on the panel. Um, and given that you and your whole like family of sibling actors have been part of the representation that so many didn't get at your age, what's that experience been like for you? I mean, one of the first things that came to my mind when I thought of that was like my sister, because she grew up on Disney Channel, uh, like two seasons of a Disney show that that um, I didn't think about much at the time because I was so young, but it is so difficult to find people who look like me or remind me of myself on screen, especially um, just because of my background, because I'm mixed, because I'm half white and half Korean. I did not see much of that at all on screen. I, 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 I could see some full Koreans or any other type of Asian, but mixed was not something that I saw a whole lot. And I'm happy that we're getting to a place where we're seeing more of that. It's still a little scarce, but it is existing. But truly one of the one of the things that pops into my head is seeing my sister, especially because, well, she actually does look like me <laughs> and I do look <laughs> like her. So that was just really cool. But um, for the most part, it is very difficult to find someone with a background similar to mine on screen and who like actually is represented as such mm. um actually represented as mixed or as half or something of the mm. sort so yeah still getting there but definitely yeah slowly but surely moving that needle in the right direction absolutely <laughs> and uh, roman so you also have as we've talked several times i've had you on the show before <laughs> on many roundtables um, yeah. You know, you're also of a of mixed race. Your your father is of uh, Mexican Akima Oltam uh, uh, descent, and your mother is Japanese and Taiwanese. So you have such a mixed um, heritage between both of your parents. So because of that, uh, what was seeing yourself represented in media like? Well, I think it's such a that's such an interesting question because I feel like I've seen myself like physically, scarcely growing up, like seriously represented, but like Paulo. Mom Montalbano in uh, the Brandy Cinderella, like that was the first time that I was like, we can play leading men, like, come on, let's go. Like, you know, I, I learned 10 minutes ago, I played the prince in Cinderella in third grade because I was so inspired by him. Like he was like, so cool. Uh, I was thinking it was like the first time I was like, felt really represented on screen. Um, but of course, like as Sailor was talking about, like I haven't felt myself really represented as a mixed person as much. That's been, uh, especially with my mix, my mix is very, very particular, like Native American, Mexican, Asian. Um, actually, I played a character once that was, um, he was uh, Tohon Otam and Japanese. And that was like the first time that I was like, I, I've even seen in a script that someone was like Native American and Asian. So that was really cool. Uh, but it's, it's very rare that I really will see someone like that is so, my 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 mix but of course um it's in, it's also been really interesting to see the evolution 
in the last 10, 15 years of representation, like now we got Shang-Chi, like that is insane and it's so exciting and having Simu be such a such an amazing um, figure right now is so, so freaking cool. Um, so uh, yeah, but definitely Paolo Montalbano was, was number one for me. And uh, Soji, so you, as you said before, you were um, born in uh, born in Japan and grew up in Korea. Um, and, born and, and grew up in Japan, both. Oh, both. But your your parents yeah. immigrated from Korea. My grandparents came. Yeah, immigrated from Korea. Yeah. Um, and then you uh, eventually came to the U.S. to launch your career and continue to expand your work here. So, given that you had sort of more of a mainstream access to representation uh, growing up, what did you notice? differently about Asian representation in modern American media once you were here? I came to the US 10 years ago and then I, I'm noticing more and more occasions for for us Asian, Asian actors. And and actually to this event, I was wondering if I am qualified to be here because I just came to the US like 10 years ago and AAPR, Asian American, right? Asian American Pacific Islander. But I was born and grew up in Japan. And so am I involved in this group? So, but well, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of being here. I wanna, I wanna, yeah, I wanna be a part of this. Oh, you of absolutely this. are, absolutely. You're, um, so last fall, Roman was part of a, um, uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month, he was part of a Hispanic actors uh, roundtable. And there was one actress we had who was calling in from Mexico. Um, mm. She was doing her first, I believe, one of her first English language projects. And she gave such an interesting perspective on what it was yeah. like, the representation of what she saw in Mexico, which obviously mm. all Mexican television is all Mexican actors mm. versus then pursuing a career here. So I'm just curious as to the, the, the differences you've noticed and what you saw on television and in film growing up versus what you're seeing now. Of course, yeah, I, I you know, I, I watched Japanese characters and, you know, Kung Fu, Ch Chinese action characters and Korean characters too, but Zainichi characters, never. Hmm. Maybe in Japan, some, some, some stories about Zainichi, but in Hollywood, it never. But um, now, finally, I'm in this production um, series called Pachinko. Pachinko mm -hmm. is a story about Zainichi family. It's just like my family. Yeah. So I'm so, yeah, I'm so proud of uh, being part of Pachinko. And yeah, finally. Yeah. And for anyone, for those who are um, listening or watching, uh, if you have not watched the series, please go do so. Um, the finale just aired. Uh, and it has been renewed for season two. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a beautifully <laughs> shot, you. wonderfully acted drama <laughs> that shines a light on this experience that so many Koreans had during the, the Japanese colonization of Korea. And mm. it spans multiple generations, multiple uh, languages and time periods and all of that. Mm. And, and, you know, it was filmed all over, it takes place in Korea, in Japan, in the United States. And it's such a beautiful story. So what was it like being part of this series that is so sort of personal to you, given your family's history. So exciting. It's so exciting. Zainichi, um, like ethnically, I am Korean, but culturally, I'm totally between Korea and Japan. And Zainichi people are always invisible between Korea and Japan. So uh, 
I'm so happy now Zainichi will be known by the world and by, you know, by the people in America, people in Korea, people in Japan. And finally, yeah, I can, I can feel, okay, we exist. Mm. Yeah. Which is so important. That's exactly what, you know, the whole movement of representation matters is about is all of these yes. individual stories can be sort of uh, explored, especially when they're not taught. I didn't know a lot of that. Asian uh, history is not touched upon much in in mm -hmm. school. From, from what I remember, it's a lot of American history, U.S. history, and then ancient civilizations going back to like ancient Egypt. But then uh, Asian culture was not explored very much in school, which is very disappointing because uh, it, it just is something that deserves to be seen and known about given how much influence is uh is has come from asian countries to the united states and how it continues to sort of expand into the u.s culture especially in hollywood so it's really wonderful to see the story finally being explored so again congratulations yeah, yeah. on the show and on second season I really can't wait to see more <laughs> thank you and uh kian so with your show uh ntis hawaii uh, it's the very few network television shows that has an, uh, an Asian Pacific Islander family at the center. And uh, in this case, the only, at least for now, I know that um, uh, Joe Coy has a show coming up. He has a sitcom he's working on. Um, but this is sort of the first Filipino family we've seen at the center of a network television show. So what's that been like for you getting to be part of this major first? Yeah, totally. I mean, I've never seen a Filipino family on like network television growing up. I think the first Filipino man actor that I saw was from Cinderella because he's Filipino. Um, so there, there wasn't a lot of um, representation for Filipinos when I was growing up, but it's really cool that um, this like new wave of Filipino creatives are coming to light, like the Joe Koi project. And I've heard of a couple others too. So yeah, hopefully this like opens the door for more Filipino um, film and TV. Mm. And uh, I want to get into some numbers here. So um, according to a study that was done by the USC Annenberg School of Communication and Journalism, they examined the top 100 grossing films from the last 13 years from, 20, uh, to, from 2007 to 2019 and found that the, uh, the amount of roles that went to Asian actors was only around 5% total of all speaking roles in those top 100 films. And of that 5%, only 3% had a lead or co-leading role. And I have a very strong feeling that of those films, because up to 2019, that The Farewell and Crazy Rich Asians made up the majority of that chunk of lead and co-lead roles. So literally up to two films did so much for that number. Uh, and the Asian and Pacific Islander population in the US is a total of uh, just over 7%. So less than half were the leads. Uh, so clearly there's still a very long way to go. And I'm curious what each of you want to see more of that Hollywood hasn't showcased enough of over the years. And uh, Roman, let's start with you for that one. I think for me personally, um, I wanna see m more mixed stories for sure. I think those are really exciting for at least for my personal experience. Uh, I think there's a lot to, uh, to deconstruct there. I think there's a lot of uh really really interesting stories you can dive into that don't have to be so culture forward but can be about culture like um um oh my goodness I, the, the hulu series right now oh my god i'm, I'm blanking help me uh comedy two girls 
in middle school. Oh my gosh, someone. Oh, pen fifteen. Pen fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> pen fifteen. I think like shows like that is just so exciting because it's like it's not like this is an Asian show or this is something. You know, it, it's not just putting the race on um, on blast and saying, "Hey, look, we checked a box." No, it's like this is a show about two girls coming of age. Oh, she actually happens to be Asian. Let's dive into that backstory mm-hmm. in a very authentic and 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 real way. Uh, or 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 uh, also thinking about Turning Red. Like Turning Red was such a beautiful movie. Um, I think something like that, where you know the, it it is very culture based, sure, but it's also um, so much focus on the relationships. And I think that is an exciting. Um, exciting place I would love to see more like more uh grounded in almost American life but you have these amazing backstories like I would love to tell my story of like where I come from and and you know I'm not just trying to wear a bunch of different masks and say yes I'm Asian check box check box no it's like I'm a person first and if you want to dive into these to these backstories and to this family, like, I I think I'm excited about that. <laughs> That's an answer. It's a lot there. <laughs> and uh, Kian, what about you? What do you want to see some more of? Thinking pretty much the same thing. Um, one thing I love about being part of NCIS Hawaii is that, you know, we're just a Filipino American family. And, and that's what it is. Like, we don't <laughs> talk about being a Filipino American family. Um, there's occasional uh, episodes where we get the opportunity to like, bring up issues of being, you know, an Asian American family, but for the most part, we just live our lives, you know, as everyone else does. And it just so happens that we're Filipino American. So I think like, yeah, what he was saying, like when we get to the point where we don't have to spoon feed things to the audience and just show these people living their lives as it is, um, that's like the ultimate goal. And with like casting also like, I just think like, you know, giving more opportunities to Asian Americans that you would normally not see, you know, play those certain roles um, and just let them live in that world would be super cool. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that happens more. Hmm. And uh, Sailor, what about you? What do you want to see more of? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys like took the words right out of my mouth. It's, it's truly like I, I just want to see more of um, of representing mixed people, and I I would also love that because we can all fit that and things like that. But it's just I I because I'm kind of still young, and I've been whenever a lot of roles that I've worked with our roles where like I have parents and things like that, which is even harder for me to try and fit because it's they they it's usually just like two white parents and I don't fit that because I'm half Asian and apparently they just like don't want it to seem like I was adopted or anything like that. And it was it's it was always so difficult growing up with like not white enough or not Asian enough because like you guys were saying like they want to check boxes they want to check boxes of like we hired this Asian person for a role that is Asian but I don't fully completely look Asian enough for them to show that they are representing that and I think if we can just like yeah I want to be seen as like 
a human and an actress first and I don't want to be like hired based off of my ethnicity and more of uh, just like the way that I work and how I act and gosh even one of the one of the first roles that I actually booked where my parents were uh, also characters and crazily enough it was I had an Asian father a Korean father and I had a redhead mother who is also my mother like I have a I have a my mother is also has red hair and I fit just like perfectly into that role even though I did they still asked me if I could dye my hair more red to fit more of that particular role where I would look like their daughter which was just something that I still think about a lot to this day that it's like when I fit that role so perfectly, why was there still the need to dye my hair a different color to look more like these people? Um, but I just, I just want to see more of uh, mixed people being able to be authentically themselves and not having to fit a box or a role or anything specific. I just want to see more of that. <laughs> It's interesting they went so specific when, you know, Lord knows some kids look nothing like their parents, but for whatever reason, you <laughs> yeah. had to look exactly like them. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah. And in Soji, what would you like to see more of in, in, in storytelling? In I'm so touched by everything you guys said because, oh, I feel like, <clears throat> oh, you, you guys experienced this kind of the same thing I, I did experience. I feel like, oh, I'm not the only one. Like seven or eight years ago, it started like when I auditioned for a samurai part, because my real name is Sohi Park. My, you know, I kept Korean name in Japan. So, I, you know, they told me that your name is Park. So you are not Japanese, you're Korean. So you can't audition for samurai part. You are, you are not authentic Japanese, you know, and then. I went, when I went for a uh, Korean part, um, you grew up in Japan, you don't speak Korean perfectly. So you're not, you, you're Japanese. So what, what's, you know, what can I do, you know? Um, that's why I changed my name, like, you know, more, more like Japanese, Japan style name, Soji Arai. Well, like a Zainichi Koreans are using Japanese name in Japan. But recently they started to change. Like, you know, if you speak Japanese fluently, if you speak Korean fluently. So um, sometimes authenticity, of course, it's very important. But if it goes too, too, too much, it's, it's like, you, can you say like authentic American? No, right? right. It's rude. <laughs> what is authentic American? Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, I, I like, I like to have the authenticity, of course, but the more fluidity, like, you know, mm -hmm. like culturally mixed or ethnically mixed. And it's let, let us, you know, be shown more. I like to just sort of uh, look back. And if you were to tell your 13 year old self that you'd made it this far in your career, uh, one, do you think that they would believe you? And then what advice would you give that 13 year old you? Uh, Roman, let's start with you. Yeah, I, I think it's an amazing question. It's also something I was thinking about like for way too long. I feel like I would just give him like pages on pages on pages of things. But the most simple 
advice I'd give him is that he's the most beautiful when he smiles. Um, I was teased a lot for smiling because my eyes would get really small, right? Asian. And I stopped smiling a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I would be like, real, have my eyes really big because I didn't want people to make fun of me. And I'm like, nah, dude, you're the most beautiful when you smile. So that's what I'll say. You know, Soji, what would you say to your 13 year old self? Um, well, um, you'll have a lot of time to be sh to be known as an actor. So be a lawyer. Well, be a doctor first. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then, <laughs> and then you have a license to to practice your business, and then you can you can be known as an actor in the future. Both. <laughs> Ken, what would you tell your 13-year-old self? So I actually went through that route. I actually got my degree in computer science because I thought I never could be an actor. And I wish I could go back and tell myself that I could and that I would have more time to, you know, discover this craft that I love and I'm sure everyone here loves. Um, I kind of started late in life, so I would definitely tell myself that you know, you can do this. And just because you don't see anyone like you doing it doesn't mean you can't. And Sailor, I'm curious, you've been acting since before you were 13, so professionally. <laughs> so yeah. what would you, what would you tell your third, like where were you at 13 and what would you tell that 13 year old? Well, <laughs> yeah, I know where I was. I mean, I, I've been in this industry for as long as I can remember and I can also say that 13 was not that long ago for me, <laughs> like five years ago. And so it's, I truly would tell her just don't be ashamed of your ethnicity and who you are because yeah. when I was 13 and I was just this sensitive little kid in this big scary industry and I constantly was not booking I was testing over and over and I would not book and I would see these other girls who would book these roles and they're like these tall white beautiful blondes or something like that that was just so not me and I would always question everything about me like what is it like am I really not tall enough am I not blonde enough and then at one point I got to a, a point where I was like is it my ethnicity like I'm just not Asian enough I'm not white enough and I don't look it I again I can't check those boxes for these people who want to be like hey look like we hired an Asian girl look at this like and I just can't fit that enough for some people and so truly truly I was questioning that I was like is it just like is it my ethnicity is that's what is that what's wrong about me which put me into such a hard place because I was always so proud to be Korean and to have that um, as a part of me and I just hate that at some point this working in this industry put me into a place where I was questioning that mm. questioning whether I was proud of it and whether yeah. I was happy to be that and representing it and I just, I just, I just so wish I could tell her to ignore all of that because it is not that. It is never going to be that for me. And I don't want it to ever because I'm so proud to be Asian. 
And I just wish that I had never gone through a, a phase of questioning it. Mm. Yo, snaps. <laughs> I just had to say, I'm just, yeah. you're so beyond your years. And I just want to say, it's so exciting to hear, you know, this younger generation talk like this, because it's so awesome. It's so exciting. Makes me really excited. So, hell yeah. So much. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much, Sailor, Kian, Soji, Roman, for, for joining us today. Um, we're going to just go around, chat social media handles. Where can folks find you if they want to give you a follow on uh, on Instagram? Uh, Sailor, start us off. Oh, yeah. Mine is just Say Curta, S-A-Y, the beginning of my name, and then my last name, C-U-R-D-A. Um, Belle is a stage name, so <laughs> that that's it's not Belle, but it's Curta. Um, and that's my Instagram. Yeah. And uh, Kian. Yeah, my Instagram is kian.talon. And Roman? Uh, my name is Roman. Uh, well, my Instagram is Roman Saragosa, Zaragoza. Uh, that's my Instagram. Check it out. And Soji. Soji, Sohi Park, Arai. I mixed you know, two names. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. You can all find us at MediaVillage.com on Instagram. Head on over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. And be sure to watch upcoming third season of High School Musical, the musical, the series with Sailor Curta, Ghosts on Ooh. CBS and Paramount Plus with uh, Roman Taragosa, NCIS Hawaii on CBS Mondays at 10 and on Paramount Plus Ooh. as well. And make sure you watch Pachinko on Apple TV Plus with Mr. Ooh. Soji Arai. Thank you all so, so much for listening. This is Juan Ayala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk. <laughs> <laughs>